Hello to all of you out there. I am Ulrike Seminati, host of the podcast, Empowering Female Leaders, for women who want to thrive. Every week you will get new perspectives, exciting insights, and empowering messages of women from all over the globe. Welcome to another episode of my podcast, Empowering Female Leaders. I am pleased to welcome today Virginie Quentin, who is a LinkedIn coach and Wall Street Journal bestselling author of 60 Days to LinkedIn Mastery. Since 2020, she has helped more than 100 women worldwide to use LinkedIn to boost their career. She lives in Zurich, Switzerland, with her husband and daughter. She's a tennis enthusiast and a TV series addict. Virginie, do you want to add a few words about yourself? I think what I can add is that I've been early on my career, I was, I was, and I'm still super ambitious and I have high goals, but I always felt like I was unseen and it was really hard for me to, yeah, to, to let people see my potential and my drive. And uh, at some point, a bit by despair, I discovered that LinkedIn can be such a strong ally in helping gain visibility for one's career. And now I'm helping women to take advantage of LinkedIn for their career. And I think it's an absolutely great job and everybody needs this today. As you said, LinkedIn is or can be a game changer and most people underuse it actually, even if they have a profile that is up to date. What could be some of the biggest mistakes that you see on LinkedIn profiles? I see so many profiles that look like an online resume. That means only a job title, a company and dates. And it's such a missed opportunity because LinkedIn, it's a network, it's a platform, it relies on an algorithm. So you can really, if you take some time to learn what LinkedIn wants from you, then you can give LinkedIn what they want and they will reward you with more visibility and it, it can really be game changing. Uh, what I love about LinkedIn, it's that it's super hands-on and while it's hands-on, it can be also very transformative. Talking to somebody, having a sparring partner, a coach can help you see like highlights what you've done in the past that you take for granted. And then I can help my client to use those specific, unique career story to really stand out and craft a strong profile that is unique because basically when we see all those profiles that are very dry, that only have a job title, the result is that if you would hide your profile picture and your name, your profile could belong to anyone. And the key is really to create a profile, a LinkedIn profile that is so unique, that has this so authentic. And, and we do that with personal branding and, and storytelling. And at the same time, you can, if you know a little bit about the algorithm, you can also tap into the algorithm to gain visibility just by placing the right keywords at the right places. And I think that most people don't have that in mind. If you speak about algorithm, we think about that our post is seen, for example. We know it also from other social media platforms that algorithm is changing very often as well. It's always a big threat, yeah. you know, what is, what is currently up to date and how can you use that? 
And um, for LinkedIn, I have the feeling it's much less upfront in the discussion than for some other social media sites. Definitely, like most LinkedIn experts will talk about how to go viral, how to write the best post, when to post. And I feel like very few people focus on first creating a great profile. And in fact, it's one of the biggest mistakes um, people do on LinkedIn is that they think they have to post to get visible. But your profile itself is an asset, a standalone asset. You don't need to post to get visibility. Of course, posting will help. But if you focus on posting before having a, a great profile that really position you perfectly for your desired next career step, it's kind of a waste because if you're lucky or if you're good at copywriting, you will get visibility with your post, but then people, when they land on your profile, it's not capturing this momentum because it's not really unique. It's not authentic. It's maybe not clear. This is also something like for everyone, our career path is so clear. We know it by heart, but for someone who lands on our profile, who has never heard about us, so many things are not clear. And when you are not clear and you confuse people, you lose people's attention and interest. So something that's also a big part of my job when I work with a client is to help them make it so clear, use simple language anyone can understand and also help people connect the dots throughout the career journey. What is the most important element of this profile? So there are definitely some elements, some features that carry out more weights in how the algorithm will assess your profile and boost your profile in the search result or not. And similarly, there are also specific elements for personal branding that have more impact. But at the end of the day, it's the sum of all the little details that really make the difference. The most important one is definitely going to be the headline. So the profile title because this is the most visible feature beside your name and your profile picture. Whenever you are on the platform, if you are posting, commenting, if you are chatting with people in the inbox, then the only thing that we really see is, is the headline or the beginning of it. So the headline is definitely a very strategic element on the optimization part of it for the algorithm, but also for the personal branding part, because this will either increase or decrease the click-through rate. So how many people will actually click and visit your profile? But as I said, at the end, if they click on your profile, it has to be entertaining, convincing, captivating. And this is done through all the small details that you craft strategically towards your desired goal. When we see these headlines, let's stick a bit to the headlines yeah. <clears throat> because there, there was a shift in the past years away from the job title towards a sentence, for example, yeah. a sentence that, that says a real sentence, what they do, or just keywords of the different activities, but without having the job title. What is best practice here? So I think a misconception is to follow what LinkedIn will prompt you. Like when you have a new job. LinkedIn will prompt a message like, let's actualize your headline with your current job title at your current company. But the fact that LinkedIn offers you this default option doesn't mean that it's the best use of the feature. What it means is that LinkedIn wants to avoid 
it at any cost that you have an empty headline. So they make it easy for you. It pops up. You just have to click save and you're good to go. But in fact, you have 220 characters. So it's pretty, pretty long. My headline goes over four lines. So there is definitely several ways. Like there is no, not one single way to use it. The first thing you should do is to add a, a couple of keywords. So also this is something we can address a bit longer, maybe later, but you have to shift your, your mindset towards keywords. And this means like what people are looking for, what are they typing on the keywords when they are looking for a professional like you. And not, not every word is a keyword. So it, it's a bit abstract, I know, but uh, let's say if you work in supply chain and you're a supply chain director, then supply chain is going to be most likely your top keyword. And then you may be going to have like other keywords like digital supply chain or supply chain transformation. Those would be keywords. And you want to have at least three top keywords that you repeat throughout your profile. And of course, by filling out all the job description, all the skills, you can also be more granulate. If I recap, the first step is definitely to add keywords to your headline so you can keep your job title. I would not put the company unless it's a super famous company or trendy company where you can actually get some goodwill from it. But basically a company is not a keyword. And also people who would be looking for employees that work at the current company, they will select that in the field of the current employer, which is not going to be the headline. So job title, add a few keywords and then the best, like the, the most sophisticated way is definitely to turn those keywords into a sentence that can show a bit more of you as a professional, like what's your working style? What are your values? For example, if you are a project manager and you always meet your deadline, you can start, for example, like I deliver uh, high outcomes to projects, showing a little bit of playfulness, being different, showing your personality. This is definitely a great way to go about it, but it does take time. It doesn't just, you know, when I work with a client, it's, it's not like the first draft of the headline is the best one. We write maybe 10, 15 headlines until we get to a one that we both like. But the great thing about working on your LinkedIn profile, comparing to spending time or trying to post and get engagement is that when your profile is optimized and position you perfectly for your next step, you don't have to do it again. You know, when you post, you have to do it regularly. Otherwise you post don't get visibility at all. So it feels like you're chasing all the time after, you know, the next post, the next idea. And when you work on your profile, you do it once and then it's going to work for you in the background. So that's what also I love about focusing on the LinkedIn profile instead of focusing on writing posts. Now these LinkedIn profiles, they have a lot of elements and it became richer and richer over time. And I think there are many features, which I even also don't know, <laughs> because there's always something new. These days you can even animate your profile picture now and have like a mini video. And then there's this banner on the top. And there's always sometimes a big question was what I put on my banner versus my photo, which is obviously my headshot. 
but this is only the top area. And then you have all these other things, pieces that stay on your profile before people even look at your work experience or at recommendation qualifications or if, whatever network groups you joined and all of that. So it's, it's a vast jungle of a lot of different things. And it's quite overwhelming if you think, wow, okay, I understood. I need to be consistent throughout my profile with my keywords. But all these elements, is there one that is overdoing it? Like if I put in a video in my profile picture, is that really necessary these days? Or is it the opposite? Does the algorithm say, wow, that's a new feature. And I push that like crazy, you know, like Instagram is pushing reels these days. And in half a year, they will push something else. How do I know what is important? I think LinkedIn is definitely going to push a little bit new features. So this is always a good idea to follow up a little bit what's new and to fill out whatever you can. But I think there are also some features they test out and after a few months it disappear because they see it's not bringing any value. But yeah, I get your point. It's hard to know because there's so much you can fill out. I think if you keep in mind what does LinkedIn wants, it can help you know what to put your attention on. So LinkedIn, well, it's a company for profits. They want money. So they want to sell a premium subscription. They want to sell also a subscription to recruiters. And in the example of recruiters, Recruiters will stay on LinkedIn if they find what they're looking for. Look, recruiter is looking for the right candidate who gets hired and gets the recruiter the high commission. So how can LinkedIn help recruiters find the right candidate? With filters. So recruiters see a completely different version of LinkedIn where they have a lot of filters to find the right candidate. And so you as a professional, you can help LinkedIn help the recruiter by, if you put yourself in the shoes of the recruiter, like how would you look for someone? Or even better, you know, maybe you, you have to hire some, somebody in your team and maybe you're outsourcing this to a recruiter or to HR, but I guess you give them some guidelines. So if you think about you being recruited or being found by a recruiter, are you providing those element that you as a team leader are looking for, for your next direct report. In my work, there is always two big, not silos, because actually they really merge, but it's the, the optimization, like how do I get found more often by tapping into the algorithm and the personal branding, like how do I create a connection with somebody that is on my profile? And this is so the personal branding storytelling. So the first job is to optimize, to get found more often, and then look at the features that speak to you and how can you use them to really tell your story and basically being more authentic on your profile and sharing a bit more about your values and you as a professional, like what's your working style, maybe also providing some personal details, maybe what you do in your free time can really help create a connection. Because at the end of the day, people do business with people. And if we have the chance to choose between two individuals, we will go with the one we like best. So making your profile more authentic and, you know, using storytelling and helping us understand, like, how did you come to, to do what you want to do now or to your current line of work? 
it's going to help, yeah, create a bond with someone that is in front of the screen and before they reach out to you. And the goal is really to make it easy for somebody to reach out to you because they feel like they already know you a little bit. What are the elements that you can put on your LinkedIn profile to build this personal brand? I love to see a LinkedIn profile like a written job interview. So if you think about the job interview, you invite it because your CV checked most of the boxes and they basically want to see if there is a fit in the team, a fit with the company, company culture. And so how do they assess that? They ask you questions to understand what drives you, your motivation. You know, they ask you typically, why do you want to join us? Or why did you join that company before earlier in your career? So you can do that on your LinkedIn profile by writing for each role you had in the past and also the current one. Why did you join that company? Why this role and or why at this time in your career? And this is super easy to do. Anyone can say, I joined because the company had just received funding and so they were in the growth phase, which was super exciting to me. So I jumped onto the opportunity. Maybe it's a personal reason. My husband was offered a job and I followed him and I looked for a new role in that country and that's how I came. Even if it's a personal reason like that, I think it's so important to mention it because it's not like you just quit for because you were unhappy or I don't know what. You quit because of a personal reason which everyone can relate to. Showing like what drove the decision is saying so much about you as a professional, as a person, which basically is what people will ask you in a job interview. And then I know you will gain clarity on what has been the red line in the last years in your career and in your about section, in your summary, you can kind of shape all of that into a, an executive summary where you can tell people like, who are you, what drives you, and then provide more detail in the job descriptions. Is the about section more important? Is that showing up first? If you're a recruiter, do you see that before the actual experience? Yes, it's, it's higher on the page. I would like to say that each piece is important because someone that will be super interested in your profile will read everything. So of course, first they look at the top. So the headline, the visuals of the, the profile picture and the cover are super important. Then they maybe scroll. If they scroll, they can land on the featured section, which is also highly visual, which is a section that is not automatically displayed. The featured section you have to add on yourself. I think it's a great way to add more visuals uh, that highlight your message, your positioning, your values. And then come the about section. Here, something imp important to know is that we want, if you write a long about section, you have about 2,600 characters, um, LinkedIn won't show everything. So you have to always be very strategic about the first two to three lines that are shown before the see more, because LinkedIn is tracking everything that happens on the platform and on your profile. And they use signals like, are people clicking on see more on your profile? 
on your about section, on your job description to assess if your profile is interesting or not. If they click, they will stay longer on your profile because they really have more to read. The profile duration is most likely also a signal that tells LinkedIn, ha, this profile, this professional is highly uh, relevant because when people land on it, they stay, they engage with what is on the profile. So also thinking about how can LinkedIn assess is your profile good or not? Should it be higher in the rankings or not? This is also everything that happens on your profile. Do people interact? Do people send you a message, a contact request? These are all positive signals that a profile visitor sends to LinkedIn. Let's maybe speak about the feature section. I can imagine that many people don't even are aware of it yet, but this is, as you say, it's very upfront and you can put in their links or videos or photos and different things that then show up there. If you look on it on the screen in a horizontal way, where you can see up to three different elements. Now for people who are entrepreneurs or for myself, yeah, I put my podcast in or an article I've wrote or a freebie that I have or something like that. But if you're a normal employee, what can you put in there? Yes. So definitely we see a difference between yeah, people who are more like con content creator, entrepreneur, for them, it's easy to use this feature. And for employees, definitely it's a bit more tricky. How can I leverage this feature? So here we have to keep in mind that we want to make a LinkedIn profile visual. If it's more visual, it's more appealing. It makes us think the person is more successful, more important regardless of what is linked. I'm not telling you provide any link, but you have to change your mindset about like, you know, oh, I'm, I'm not important enough or I'm not a leader enough. Everyone can use this section. First of all, you can link to the website of your current employer. I hope you can link to something you love about your company. You know, even if it's not related to your position, even if you didn't work on the project, are you proud about something your company is doing? Maybe related to climate or to diversity or to a new product that will help people. Then you could link to that. Maybe you are working in marketing, communication, branding, and there is this one campaign, maybe not even from your company, but that you find brilliant then you could share that so people see huh she loves this and as a hiring manager I think also it's a role model in our industry so I can see we have something in common already so yes there is so many things to put but as a rem reminder I think the goal of this section is just to make your profile more visual because if it's more visual we can see that you take care of your profile of how you show up online so we think you're more professional more successful more important so it's having visual adding media also to all the job description because there you can also not many people know that but for each role you have in the past and the current one you can add media so this can be a link this can be an image and i really highly recommend doing that because it also makes you look more successful because it, it gives the feeling you have something to show. How important is it to have recommendations and endorsements? 
So I don't know about you, Ulrike, but whenever I need a product or a service, I mainly decide based on the reviews and testimonials. So with that in mind, I think for me, recommendations are key. Yes, they are very low on the profile. They are almost at the bottom. But if you think about it, if somebody is on your profile and reach the end of your profile, they are super highly interested in you. And if you have these, if you have recommendations, it's going to be the final kick they need to reach out and contact you. And another thing to consider is if you are an engineer in charge of the algorithm of LinkedIn and you have to decide, okay, how do we rank professionals based on a search, any search? Let's say we have two similar profiles and the only thing that's different is that one has recommendations and the other one has not. Or maybe one has 15 recommendations and the other profile has only two. What would you do if you were the engineer? Which one would you put first? The one that has more. So I think it's important to have recommendations, especially now in the world we live in, where it's getting more and more digital. And when also you think about it, it's the only piece on your profile that doesn't come from you, where you don't have the editor control. So I think it's so important to have it. Like when I ask for a recommendation, I had like, for example, from my client, I say, Hey, just write about your experience working with me. So it's always a good idea to help people give you a recommendation. Like what should they talk about? You're not going to tell them what to write, but you know, helping them. Oh, you remember we worked on this project together. Or maybe you can be even so specific to say, can you speak about my communication skills, my leadership skills, my analytical skills? The goal is to make it easy for people to recommend you so that you get the recommendation at the end. I think that's a good tip. And you gave a lot of different tips, which are very hands-on. If I wrap up a little bit to just stay very high level. The first thing was about the algorithm-based profile. And you said it's important to have keywords, not only in your job description, your title at the top, but also the whole profile so that it stays consistent. And then you said also, and I think this is a really good tip and very helpful. If you write your experience, write it like a written job interview. Very compelling tip because that is very clear. It's very different from having a bullet point list of achievements, for example. And it gives a completely different read of your life story. And you can have then the possibility to make shine through your values, for example, what is important for you, how you made your decisions, why you moved from one position to another, for example, all of that. And you said also make it visual. And there are different possibilities, not only the top area, which obviously most people are aware of, but there's also the feature section where you can show what you're interested in because you can even link to posts, for example, if you loved a post, you can put that there. And this shows what you are passionate about to a future employer. And this visual piece is also in, so it's in the feature section, but you said also you can put it into your experience. So each position that you had, each role that you had, you can add something visual there. And so it makes the whole thing much more lively and much more engaging and attractive. Maybe one last question. Now, there's a lot of things which you can do with your profile. Where would you start first? What is the very first thing to do? The easiest thing to do right now is to go into your skill section 
and to add as many skills as you can until you reach the maximum of 50. This is a quick win I like to start with because it doesn't require too much reflection. You can just start with the most relevant skills and you keep going on until you reach 50. This will help your visibility in the search results. And if you already have done that, then I would start to work on my headline and see it as a process. Maybe you start by adding the most important three keywords to help you get found and try to play a little bit with turning it into a sentence and always keeping in mind the beginning of the headline is key because it, we don't always see the full headline. So how can you write it in a way that is intriguing and people actually really are super curious to click and visit your profile? Where can people learn more from you if they want more information? So I have a 10-step action guide to help you use your profile to stand out on LinkedIn and it's available on my website. I believe we will provide the link in the text below. And otherwise, you can just follow me on LinkedIn, send me a recommendation request and visit my website, virginiecantin.com. Thank you very much, Virginie. This was a very nice interview. And thank you for all these useful tips that people can just do right away. It's for free if you have a LinkedIn profile already. And it's a great opportunity to raise your profile literally online. Thank you very much. Thank you, Enrique, for inviting me. Do you want to get free access to my ebook Top 10 Achievers Lessons? To get your free ebook, all you have to do is leave a review on Apple Podcasts. Then send me a screenshot of your review to my email address contact at ulrikaseminati.com and I will send you your ebook straight away. This was another episode of Empowering Female Leaders. What are the questions and topics in female leadership that you are interested in? Let me know in the comments on YouTube and Instagram or join our LinkedIn group. I'm excited to hear from you. If you enjoyed this episode, please subscribe for new talks with inspiring women from all around the globe. Thank you for listening.